Hey guys, welcome back to the Mothering Together with ADHD podcast. If you're new, I'm Kayla. I'm the host and I am a mom with ADHD. I have two little boys who are just cute as can be and I adore them. And one of them is going back to school pretty soon and I am getting ready. And one of the things I'm really thinking about is that morning routine. And at the same time, as all of that change is happening, the same old, same old, everything is always up in a kerfuffle when you're a mom, right? But while my older kid is going back to school, my youngest is in that 18-month sleep regression. So we're back to like figuring out how to help him get himself back to sleep. So that is actually what I was just doing before I started recording. So if you hear this like sleepiness in my voice, that's because I'm tired. (laughs) It's been rough the past few days just trying to figure out like how to help them and how to not take 20 steps back. And luckily I have Christine Brown as a buddy. So I have reached out to her, listened to her episode. It's a few episodes back. She's a sleep consultant and she has ADHD, so she gets it, which is like super helpful. I feel like I have two two key things that I look for now when I have professionals. I'm like, do you have some form of like neurodiversity? Like, do you get me? And then also, are you a mom? And if you're not a mom and you're not a little bit neurodiverse, then I'm not interested in your help. Is that horrible? It might be horrible. But anyway, today we're going to talk about getting back into the swing of the school year. And really what's going to help you out is having a morning routine that is realistic for you. Hey there, it's Kayla, your coffee-loving, cat-snuggling host. Welcome to a place where you're not just a listener, but a dear, dear friend. This is Mothering Together with ADHD, where we laugh, we learn about our brains, and we embrace the beautiful chaos of our everyday lives. I'm here to share stories to inspire and to let you know that you're seen, valued, and even sitting in that messy middle, you are amazing just the way you are. So grab your cold brew, settle in, and let's embark on this journey of motherhood together. So I'm just going to lay it out there. When you have ADHD, mornings are harder for you than they are for other people because you probably maybe aren't the best at getting to bed on time or early, and you might have that sleep latency that sort of happens where we push off going to bed and push it off and push it off, or maybe you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep. These are things that we know sometimes co-occur when you have ADHD. And in fact, they actually recommend that when you get an ADHD diagnosis, you get like a sleep study done sort of tangentially to make sure that your sleep isn't also causing you to have attention challenges because sometimes if you don't have good sleep, then that can cause you to have less attention and worse executive functioning. But again, I digress. Okay. So it's hard in the morning for us. And it's also critical that you start your day off, right? Cause sometimes you just get into that mode of like, if you don't start off well, then it just sort of becomes this downward spiral into like a horrible day, right? So you need to get your morning off right. And that's where a routine really can help. Unfortunately for us, there's actually a double whammy. It's also really hard 
to get to bed at night if you've had like a really long day of being a mom at home and your cup feels really empty. So there's this thing, it's a cycle of, I think it's called revenge bedtime procrastination where you kind of like haven't done anything for yourself. And so at the end of the day, you like sit down and you're like, this is my time to shine. And you like eat all the food that you can't eat in front of your kids and you go on TikTok or whatever. And you just totally lose yourself into something else. And again, ADHD plus that sort of tendency to dive into your self-care, there goes your night and you're up way later than you probably should be in order to wake up the next morning. But that's your time, right? Like if you're not, if you don't make time during the day for your self-care, then like that's all you get. So I totally understand wanting to find time for yourself. And I think we can work together. I think we can work together to like make it so you're not getting that time between the hours that your kid goes to bed and you go to bed because there has to be a better way in this phase of life for you to get enough sleep, to have a routine, to feel balanced, right? We need that. So it seems like things are kind of stacked against us, right? We're moms, we are exhausted, we need to fit in that time for ourselves. We have ADHD, so we're like less likely to get our butts up to bed. And we know that it is without a doubt easier in the morning if you wake up at the same time, if you have a routine, if you get things done. And one of the things I actually think about a lot is this image by, well, his name's Dr. Daniel Siegel. I'm obsessed with him. And he wrote the book, The Whole Brain Child, but he also wrote 8 million other books about pretty much about mindfulness. He's really, he's a neuroscientist who's really into mindfulness. And I'm also really into mindfulness. So I've read like all his stuff. And he has this image that he comes up with that's think he calls it the river of well-being and so basically the river flows between two shores as they do one of the shores is the river or the shore of rigidity and the other shore is the shore of chaos and so if you picture yourself on a boat you want to be sort of flowing down the river of well-being however it's easy enough to sort of bonk back and forth like a pinball between chaos rigidity chaos rigidity chaos being you don't have any morning routine and rigidity meaning you plan it out too much such that if you mess it up at all you get super stressed this has been my life probably for my whole life right i bounce back and forth we want to get to this flow well-being state as best we can and notice, oh, I'm sort of veering toward chaos. Oh, let me get back a little bit more structure. Oh, I'm being a little too structured. It's getting toward rigidity. Oh, let's veer back. Loosen those reins a bit. You feel that, how that's different than bouncing back and forth? It's an awareness. Okay. So that's where we're getting to. Thinking about your routine right now, which shore are you at? Is it chaos or is it rigidity? Thinking about what your plan is for when school starts, rigidity or chaos? For me, it's totally rigidity. I'm like, we're going to wake up at this time and do that and that and that and that and that. Guess how that feels inside my body? Not so good. So this is an episode that's also for me. How do I find 
the balance between rigidity and rigidity and chaos. How do I do it? How do we do it? I think there are two ingredients that are really important and are not totally rigid. So flexibility and predictability are the two things. And so what does that look like? Well, I think it looks like really thinking ahead and thinking about what is the most important things that like need to get done in the morning, what actually needs to get done. There's this book called Essentialism and it's like, I think they talk about how, I mean, they talk about pretty much only having the most essential things in your life for all areas of your life, but really narrowing down like what is essential to an experience and what is not. And let's talk about that. What is the most important thing in your morning routine? So there's, for me, there's like two sets of people I'm thinking about. There's actually three humans. I'm thinking about four if you count my husband. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't take care of his morning routine. I probably should consider the fact that he is here with us for part of it, but he's really not here with us while we're like getting ready for school, which I think is kind of when our actual morning routine happens. Anyway, what I think about is me and my kids. So what do I have to do for me that will make me feel good that I need to do? Need meaning that I need it to happen because of maybe I, I feel the need socially, societally to look a certain way or because I just like it. Like what is the most important thing to me? So for me, it's getting dressed in clothes I like and feel comfortable in, brushing my hair. I don't have to shower if I don't want to. Just need my hair brushed, putting on BB cream, under eye concealer, using my eyelash curler and mascara. So I'm blonde and my eyelashes, like you can't see them. <laughs> so I have to have mascara on. That just makes me feel more like a human. Um, making sure I brush my teeth and then eating something with like a little bit of protein. Cause I'll be super hangry by the end of drop off if I don't eat for myself. So that's my priorities for me. Those are my like essential elements of my routine. What are, what's essential for you? Do you need to eat before you go? Maybe you don't. Maybe you need that extra 10 minutes of sleep and you know when I get through drop-off, I'll be fine. If I don't eat then, I'll get takeout, whatever. Whatever is essential for you is essential for you. You're not me. I'm not you. we got to figure it out ourselves. And then think about what could be essential for your kids. So again, it's getting dressed, brushing their teeth, eating something with protein, connection time. This is really important to me. I only see my older one before school and after school, right? So I want to get a minute or 10 minutes to like connect with him, really fill him up, fill his bucket up, say, I love you, sort of make eye contact, talk with him before we leave the road, before we leave for the road, before we hit the road. There we go. So take a minute and just think about what are the essential components of your morning? What needs to happen? I didn't include a shower on mine because I can always shower at night. I can throw some dry shampoo in my hair. I don't need a shower. If that's horrible to say out loud, I don't care. Like that's just the reality. I am not showering every day. It can't happen. 
Now, I don't want you to hyper-focus on this. Don't get too caught up in the weeds. Don't start to make this like ginormous list of everything that could possibly happen. Sort of keep the basic, write it out, like five or so things on a sticky note, and then let's move on. We're not getting stuck on the planning phase. We're going to actually do this. So we need a plan for our plan. So how are we going to remind ourselves that we're even making a change? Because I can't tell you the number of times I have made a plan and forgotten I made the plan. <laughs> have you done this? Have you like written out an entire plan? Like I've done this a ton now that chat GPT exists. I'm like, plan me out, blah, blah, blah. And it makes the whole plan. And then it just exists in chat GPT land. And I don't actually do anything, but I feel good. I got the dopamine hit of like, yeah, that's doable but I'm not doing it. We're doing it. This is what we're doing. So how are we going to remember that we're doing it? Are you going to like post things on your wall? What are we going to do? For me, I think since it's a morning routine and the kids are going to be doing it, I really like the idea of a visual schedule that's on the wall. Maybe a visual schedule for each person. It's up to you. If you're feeling artsy fartsy, then you can just grab a piece of paper and write out like, this is our morning routine and like write it out one word, two word, three word, four word, five words. Maybe add pictures if your kiddo can't read, but I honestly don't think you need that. As long as you both can like look at the picture and you're going to point to it and read it, as long as you're getting the same things in the same order, they're going to learn it pretty quick. The second thing that you could do is do what I do, which is the morning five. And so my kid's hand is their prompt for their morning routine. And so we do like, first we have to eat, then we have to make our bed and we like act out. So like we hold up our thumb and we bite our thumb, like we're eating our thumb, we have to eat. And then the second thing is your pointer finger. So we pretend we're making the bed with like our thumb and our pointer finger. Third thing is getting dressed. We pretend to get dressed with our thumb and our middle finger. Fourth thing is making your bed. Fifth thing is reading a book. So we act all of that out with our hands. And so their reminder is their hand. Once you have done it and reminded yourself to do it for like two weeks, if you have kids like mine, they will remind you that you have to do your five, mommy. We got to do our five. Easy peasy. Bonus tip, if you are like me and you love music, Go on Spotify or wherever you listen to music, make a playlist and have it. If you literally just search on any of the things where you can like look up music, if you search making bed music, if you search getting dressed music, there will be a song somewhere that exists that's that describes what your kids should be doing. And uh, I don't know. It's a good reminder for you and your kiddos. I also really like the affirmation song by um, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's pretty cute. I like it. It's a little obnoxious after a few days, but you might like it too. So the last step for actually making the routine is going to be figuring out the timing. And if you've written it down, what's essential for you and for your kids, just jot down next to it how long you think each task will take. And once you've jotted it down, written it down next to your list of tasks, then I'm going to have you multiply it by 1.5, one and a half, or by two, or even by three, so that you give yourself 
way more time than you need for these tasks because this is kids we're talking about. This is an adult with ADHD. Like we are going to get distracted. We are going to take some extra time to do things and giving yourself that buffer space is going to really decrease, decrease the stress of the morning, giving yourself that 10 extra minutes so that when your kid dilly dallies, you can let them think about how, how much calmer your morning is going to be. So you know, multiply it, multiply it by three, give yourself that extra time. And then you're going to like be done with your schedule. And you're going to look up and you're going to say, Hey bud, do you want to read a book before we have to head out? That's like the best case scenario. You're going to be like, Oh, I need to put these bags in the car. And now I have time to do that in a calm way. And I'm not running in and out, in and out, in and out. Isn't that great? So once you figured out sort of the timing, just kind of put it in order, give yourself like target time frames to get things done by, make it really not time dependent though, make it sort of something that's like a rhythm that kind of flows and once you're done flowing, you have this extra gap space before you transition to leaving if you do leave for school. And think about the glory of that. Think about the, the amazingness of being a kid in that environment, right? Like you get to kind of just experience your parent being calm and having a rhythm. And even if you're a kid who's cranky in the morning, you still have a parent who has like enough spoons because they have enough time. So it's important to wake up early enough to make that happen. And that's where my struggle happens. So if you want to talk about sleep, we're definitely going to have to talk about the nighttime routine and we can talk about that next week but for right now let's think about just what could happen given enough sleep that would be amazing and I think that's it if you're going to be waking up earlier make sure that you communicate that with whoever it impacts so if you're waking up your kids a little bit earlier or if you're waking if you're setting an alarm and your partner will hear it then just like give them a heads up Say, hey, I'm making a few shifts here and there. Just wanted to let you know. And if you need accountability to keep you on track, then head on over to the Mothering Together with ADHD Facebook group. We'd love to have you, and we can keep you accountable as you make this shift. I can't wait to see you. Let's talk next week all about the nighttime routine. And until then, just remember that right where you are, no matter how it's going, you're really you're doing the best you can. And I see you. And I'm, I'm rooting for you.